I think it was uh, two weeks ago now, I updated the content on my blog. It was long overdue. And in it, there was a whole section that was dedicated to pessimism, which is something that I've had for a very, very long time. And I'll get onto that later. But I do have something that I want to talk about today that is of more importance to me. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode. Over the past two weeks, a lot has been going on in my life. I've been getting ready to move on to the next chapter, make the next step in my life, and I'm very much looking forward to it as well. A few days ago, I turned 18 years old, a step in my life that for me solidifies my right to make decisions for myself and for what I want to do, most of it being very much unorthodox. You don't hear the average teenager finish school and tell you that their next move is to become a barber and finally take the free time that they now have to invest themselves into their blogs and potential sources of income that sound quite unreliable and too risky to the average person, but that is exactly me. I have three blogs, a Patreon account, a podcast, and soon will begin a barber course in hopes to open a business at least one year from this point. I do understand that it is a risk and that there is a very big possibility that things could go wrong, but there is also a possibility that a lot could go right, and uh, it all boils down to the decisions that are made in life and the reasoning behind them, not to mention the effort and the determination that is involved. Now I'm going to read you some statistics, and I hear that they are all the rage right now, especially when defending some of the most outrageous things that have ever gone on during the COVID-19 era, and after this I will tell you my own reasons for making the choices that I have. I feel like I've spoken about this before a few months ago, but never in such great detail as I'm about to. So let's jump in. Alright, so let's take Jeff Bezos as our first point of reference and comparison here. He has a net worth of over $17 billion. Compare that to the average person, most likely working a job with a degree that was achieved in university, high cost of living, not much in savings, depression, credit card debt that needs to get taken care of, and that appears to be building up and building up. Or let's consider the life of a student, studying for a degree that they hope can land them a job that can afford them a comfortable life. They probably have no savings, a ton of deplorable student debt hang over their head, among other things. This is the reality of a lot of people, and in some places, the number only appears to be growing and growing. A successful life with wealth appears to be a very distant dream that most people are, in fact, willing to give up, especially the youth of today, because of the misconceptions about life that they believe and that they have believed from a very young age. And more and more people are buying into them because of how far and wide the media has reached. And with it, bias towards certain ideologies and schools of thought and beliefs about life. Any kind of reason that a person can come up with from the system being rigged or not being smart enough or not being born into wealth is what people are going to opt to believe, especially when they look at their age and their lifestyle and compare it to their dreams, right? A conspiracy against those that have what appears to be too out of reach for you is the best explanation for most people. And that's what they end up settling for. 
It even applies in the church. If you're a Christian, I'm sure you've heard someone once say something along the lines of, no, God doesn't want someone like me in his church, or something like, God may love his children, but not all of them. These are statements that would be made because of the personal experiences of people, and these statements are conclusions that they have come to because they are the only things that would make sense to them. Are you still with me? All right, good. But if I was to tell you that all those statements about the system being rigged and all that, what if I was to tell you that that is all wrong, that you don't have to abandon your dreams? Yes, the road will be tough, but anything worth doing, any dream that is really worth the time and the effort has a really tough and narrow and sometimes thorny road that has to be traveled. But believe it or not, a lot of it is really just a mental battle. So you could, if you wanted to, go on with it. In January of 2019, long before anyone had ever considered the possibility of the world spinning into chaos because of COVID, CareerBuilder found that 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And in September of this year, a survey found that 70% of not just the US, but millennials specifically, live that way. So much for being the most advanced generation. I'd agree if someone said that we were the most advanced in unhappiness and unideal lives. Let's look away from the financial world and uh, let's take a look at education. Every year, 1.2 million students drop out of high school. That is a student every 26 seconds. Or, to show you a different perspective, 7,000 students every single day. According to the Organization for Economic Cooperation, only 46% of Americans finish college once they start, meaning that less than half of the people who enroll go on to the end. 30% of the dropout rate in the U.S. comes from college freshmen who drop out before their sophomore year of college. That's nearly a third of all the freshmen across the country who enroll. In two-year colleges, 95% of students don't finish school in time to get the degree that they were hoping for. Nearly 40%, that's almost half of all college students, all college graduates with degrees end up working jobs that don't require the degrees that they have, and even more, end up working in fields that they didn't even go to school for. Let's step away from the United States for a moment and let's take a look at the rest of the, the, rest of the world. And this time in history, we hear a lot of people talking about how this generation, how the generation of today is the most educated, the most capable, the most advanced. We hear a number of different praises, some of which have to do with education, which leads me to ask, why is it that only six 0.7% of the world population has a tertiary level education. With so many deliberately dropping out for a number of reasons in some of the most advanced and developed countries in the world. Let's move away from education for, for a minute and let's take a look at personal issues. In 2019, a global poll conducted by Gallup discovered that 85% of people all over the world are unhappy with the work that they do. Among the reasons why this number is so high is the type of work that they do. A lot of people find themselves living lives that they hate. And among the various reasons as to why they don't quit, as StaffSquared.com put it, the fear of being wrong and the fear of the unknown. To quote Clarice Leviton's article on Staff Squared, a lot of people worry that the decisions that they make are wrong. 
they think that they are going to fail before they've even started. This is a big factor in why people don't take risks and don't make the leap. Fear. That and the belief that they weren't born into it or the belief that it just won't work for them or the belief that they aren't good enough to succeed the way that they want to is the reasons why is among the reasons why so many people choose to stay living in conditions that they know make them unhappy and have been the reasons for the increasing numbers of depression, drug and alcohol abuse and the whole list of things that we got to see get worse when the COVID-19 era first began. I don't want to be a downer, but I am just sharing these to make a point, okay? Now, that was all to make a point. Those were the statistics that I was telling you about. And the point that I'm trying to make is that life really is what you make it. I used to talk so much about how much I love writing or poetry or even photography or blogging or talking to people. But now, what I talk about regularly has more to do with how life is lived. I do talk to a lot of people whenever I get the chance to, as as introverted as I am. And uh, some of the questions that are crucial and have been uh, that that have to be taken into consideration, especially now at a young age, are greatly neglected. This means that what is important to and for a person is never really given much attention, and the question that will commonly be asked by kids coming out of universities will be. Is this what I busted my butt in college for? This will, for a long time, be a question that causes doubt and causes a lot of anxiety. So many people that ends up being put off until they're much older and don't have as many years left as they have lived. Life is meant to be lived. Not, and not living is often one of the biggest mistakes and regrets of people's lives. But to be perfectly and brutally honest, there is nothing that you cannot do if you really want it to be done. Life is what you make it, what you believe or choose to believe and use as an excuse to not live the life that you want and that is more suited to you will be a weight that you carry on your shoulders for as long as you choose. I say this with a firm belief because it is a realization that I've made in my own life. There are those who have had a rough and totally undesirable life in this modern day, yet have chosen to have a mind that is not limited to what they see. A lot of people would often have to endure hardships the vast majority of us could not and would not want to imagine. But as the Queen is quoted to have said, grief is the price that we pay for love. And this means that for those that we love, and in this specific context, the life that we would love, we would have to pay dearly for. Winston Churchill said to the House of Commons, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears and sweat, and later would be famous for his speech, we shall never surrender. Life can be hard, but the reward for the suffering is such that cannot be given up for anything much like how we spend only a lifetime on earth, but a forever, an eternity in an afterlife, depending on what we choose to do and how we choose to live. Life is what you make it. Now, I wouldn't call myself pessimistic in all areas of life, 
But when my friend tells me that he was left by nurses when he needed the most in the hospital because they were making TikTok videos, or see a millennial asked to open a can of tuna and they end up breaking the can opener in the process, true story by the way, there isn't much to be optimistic about. I was known for being one of the most hopeful people anyone could meet. But that really has changed over the past few years. And so have my opinions and thoughts on a lot of things. I find it difficult to not be pessimistic about certain things. Because of how common negativity is. I do, however, personally try my best to look on the bright side of life as much as I can. But I've come to understand that oftentimes doing this may seem to be quite selfish. Because the best things that you can do for the world and for yourself is to do what makes you happy. It sounds selfish because one might think, well, what about everyone else? Where would we all be if we looked for our own personal happiness alone? Well, the way I see it, we would be a lot more honest and less prone to negative thoughts. This is because we would look at the person and we would look to the person in the mirror for help on certain issues that have to do with who we are as individuals. You can't rely on your partner to know you when they weren't born to be you. Nor can you rely on your family or your friends to make the decisions that you need to make for yourself. It's something that at first does seem daunting to most people. We live in a world where the way that others think plays a big part of the choices that we make, specifically our close friends, relatives, and you know, those people, teachers, and people in our close circles, if circles in uh, you know, inverted commas, because you know, just people, basically. Um, but how often do we realize that we can never please everyone? That most of the world as it is today is composed of uh, different groups, mostly groups of individuals who think differently to others. I mean, think of it. This group is going to think differently to that group and they're going to uh, subscribe to one school of thought and that one is going to subscribe to a different school of thought. It's just going to be everyone and every group is different. So are the individuals in it, right? We can't impress everyone with how many certificates we have over decorating our walls, nor can we in our right minds believe that without their approval, we wouldn't be worthy of living, even though we still do. The world is the way that it is for a number of reasons, most of which I don't have the time to even write about, let alone talk about. But I can with confidence say that most people want more out of life than they see themselves getting, and the more that they give up on getting the things that they want, the angrier and less happy they tend to become. A lot of people feel lost, and that is undeniable. But they wouldn't feel lost if they understood that their life is their own. Until that happens, a lot of people would live very unhappily. And I will continue to be a diehard pessimist. There's an art, a truly, truly fine art that I call the art of not caring. And I think that it's an art that helps a person mature. In my personal opinion, you know, it's my personal belief that a person's life is to be lived the best way possible, and oftentimes that would have to do with an individual, with that individual, and how much they know about themselves. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to of the same age and older, asking them why they chose to lead the life that they lead. 
and a good majority of them, to their own regret and fearful realization, confess that none of it has ever been for them, but rather, it was always for the sake of making someone else proud, or for what they were told would be respectable or presentable, what was drilled into them, or any other reason other than it being what they personally wanted for themselves after careful consideration. It's common, and along with this is a common lack of self-knowledge and self-respect, and a dreadful experience of life. It's one of the many areas of life where people care too little what would really be best for them, and it bothers me because it's how I was for a very, very long time, and sometimes, honestly speaking, sometimes, still am in one way or another, you know, just here and there. The art of not caring is a selfish one, and though I don't encourage people to not take constructive constructive criticism, I do encourage them to take into account their own lives, completely unbiased, and discover what it is that they believe, and understand, and live life according to who they are. Life is meant to be lived, and I cannot emphasize this enough. I see so many people giving up who they are, what they love, and the life that they want. Because they think that, oh, you know, it's too far out of reach. And you know you know what they do? This is going to be a whole different podcast episode, but you know what they do? They take what they want. They take the experiences that they want. They take the lifestyle that they want and say, well, I'm going to put this in this group and this group and this group and this group. Now, these groups are out of my league and these groups are in my league. So I'm going to aim for this and not for what I really want. You know what that is called? That is called limiting yourself. And that is what a lot of people do. That is what a lot of people do. Stop limiting yourself. Stop limiting yourself to a life that you know makes you unhappy. To a life that you know makes you miserable. I know that it's going to be hard to make the decisions that you have to make. And I know that it's going to be very, very daunting. But you have to make those decisions. You have to go through all that you have to go through in order for you to end up living a healthy, happy, pleasant, wealthy life. The life that you want. It does seem very, very selfish. I do understand this. And I'm not, I do not encourage people to be selfish in the sense that they are boastful and proud and uh, disregard the rest of humanity but what i am encouraging other people to do is to look at the person in the mirror and ask and ask them what it is that they want why are they here what is it that they think would be best for them what is it that they were created for now this goes out especially and particularly to the people who are around my age because a lot of people are disregarding those questions and end up living lives that they regret. You were created to be you. God did not look at you and think, hmm, you know, I think we need more of this person in the world, so I'm just going to create a copy. Or, uh, you know, this, uh, this whole thing of being created to be your own person is really going to work out. So I'm just going to create people to be puppets for this and this and this and this. No, you were created. You were designed. You were wonderfully and fearfully made. 
So enjoy that and enjoy who you are. Enjoy the life that God gave you. Don't be afraid to live. This has been fun as it always is. I call these barbershop conversations and I love sharing them with as many people as I can through this podcast, which I would love for you to share as well and support on Patreon, the link to which is in the description below. Become a patron and unlock exclusive content and get merch. Until next time, this is The Conversing Barber. We're gonna ride, 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 ride till we fall. They say we got no, 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 no future at all. They wanna keep, keep, keep us down. On the run from my given disaster. Speed away from the holy mind. Keep on driving